Welcome to the preaching podcast of Life Point Church. We're so glad you've joined us here. If you're ever in the Baton Rouge area, please stop by. We'd love to meet you. For more information on our church or Pastor Donovan, please visit our website at golifepoint.com. You know, we live in an incredible time. I love living in the 21st century. I am a technology guy. Uh, I'm not super reliant upon technology, but I think it is really cool that while we have church here on 15050 Dagle Road, um, we can also be having service all across the world. Like that is just like, that's so cool. Uh, and and I, I love, uh, if you don't know, I grew up, I worked at Blockbuster for three years of my life. If you don't know what Blockbuster is, it was an experience, okay? And you missed out. And that's okay, because now we have Netflix and whatever. But before there was video, before there was internet, there was the radio, right? There was the radio, and radio made uh, voices so, so famous. And I still enjoy the radio at times. There's times I'll turn on 90.3 and listen to some smooth jazz. There are times when I'm feeling really country, and I'll turn on 101.5 and enjoy my country. What? And, uh, and I just enjoy it, man. I, I get on my K-Love, you know, unless they're doing one of their drives, and I'm just like, okay, next channel. I, I know, horrible, right? Praise God. Hallelujah. But there are some, there are some voices that are just like unmistakable. There are some voices that are just absolutely unmistakable. And, and one of them, Ryan Seacrest. Do we have him here? I mean, you can hear him on the, wow, there he is, Mr. American Idol himself. And when Ryan Seacrest, it's like you could be cruising the, the radio channels and all of a sudden you stop. You're like, oh, there's Ryan. What story is he going to tell us today? And uh, he's just got one of those voices that is so incredibly uh, distinct. And then there's this man, Sean Connery. Oh, yeah, James Bond himself. Man, there he is. And I, I, I would just be, I would butcher it, okay? So I'm going to stay away from trying to mimic the voice tonight. But he has just this incredible voice, and it's like, I wish I had that, but I don't. And then there's the man that's become the voice of all commercials and documentaries, Morgan Freeman. Oh, yeah, Morgan, the man. And then finally, this guy. Now, you might not recognize this picture. Anybody know who that is? Casey Kasem. There he is. Valerie, that is just for you. Casey Kasem. She will drive in her car on Saturday mornings, and she will listen to the top 170s, okay? And Casey walks you through them. It's like he has this voice that's just like, it's butter. It's like, it's good to go, okay? It's uh, Voices, they're just powerful things. They're distinct things. You have a voice. I have a voice. And it's like, it's like my wife can be talking on the phone, and, and we, her and I, when we're in our house at times, like we'll just be dealing with the kids, so we'll put the, vo- you know, the phone on speaker, and it's like it just takes an instant, and you're like, oh, she's talking to her dad. She's talking to her brother. She's talking to so-and-so. And why? Because a voice is a very distinct and powerful thing. Today's society, can I tell you, your voice makes a difference. Your voice makes a difference. That's why we talk about sharing our light. Well, what does that mean to share our light? It means to speak up, speak truth to this world, to speak what the word of God says, to speak up, to to put 
what you believe and what the word of God says out there. You speak up. Why? Your voice has power. I love the quote uh, that, that you've probably heard it before, but be the change, what? That you want to see in the world. And it starts with your voice. Can I tell you, you have a choice. You have a choice whether to use your voice for good or for evil. The Bible tells us that life and death is in the power of the tongue. We teach our kids often. I, I mean, we should be teaching our kids often about anti-bullying, right? Like, don't, don't be, like, picking on somebody. Don't be calling somebody names. That old, that old phrase, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Man, you've never been picked on. Words hurt. Words, words are, are tough things. As you grow older, you need to be speaking out against injustices, speaking out against racism, standing up for what's right, speaking the truth to evil. That's what our voices are for. In fact, the Bible instructs us that, you know, it instructs us to love one another. It instructs us to love those that persecute you. What? It instructs us to love those that do evil against you. And do you know a lot of that love, it, it, it works through your voice. It works through your voice, your words, and what you speak. I just said about life and death is in the power of the tongue. If you have a negative outlook and a negative voice, you're going to have some negative outcomes. It's just the way it's going to work. If you can speak some positivity, speak life into some situations and watch as that situation can turn. Now, that's all wonderful. And I think we need to use our voice in 2020. We need, need to use the platforms that we have been presented with to speak the word of God, to speak life into these situations. In 2020, as our world is in chaos, it's important that we speak the truth of God, hope and peace and life and joy, everlasting. I think every one of us should use our voice for good. But I'm also aware that there are some voices in our life that can, uh, can kind of motivate us a little bit more than others. Maybe you grew up in a home like me, and uh, mom would look at you and say, don't make me count to three. Did you ever hear that one? I mean, there's some slogans out there that, that, that they motivate a little bit of fear in you. I, if you started acting up in the backseat of the car, don't make me pull this car over. Or, or even worse than that, and I know this, I'm, I'm preaching a sermon on voice right now, but uh, when they would reach around, you know, and, and if they got a piece of your leg, right, it's like, ah! But how about this phrase? How, how about this one? Hey, we need to talk. I felt everyone's heart just drop in here. Right? Like, we need, it's like, there are words, like, that's the power of a spoken word. A voice is a powerful thing, and when it comes from a leader, when it comes from an influencer, it can push you, it can inspire you, give you direction, help you understand something in a dark time, it can give hope. When it comes from a peer, it can bring joy or happiness, it can bring comfort in tough times. And then there's the opposite, right? There's miscommunication. Has anyone been in a situation where there's been miscommunication? Is that not the worst? It's like, I, I didn't mean it that way. I, I meant it. No, 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 no. I didn't mean, I, I, it was miscommunication. 
But with all these voices, the voices of those that you, you are in close relationship with, the voices of your kids, the voices of your spouse, the, your own voice, there is one voice. Here living in the 21st century that we should be most aware of, and that is the voice of our God. Is it not a little bit mind-blowing to you that you and I, we can hear the voice of God? Our God wants to talk to us. Uh, in Mark Batterson's book, Whisper, he talks about the fact that God is actively speaking through Scripture, He's speaking through desires, doors that are opening and closing in your life. He speaks through dreams. He speaks through people. He'll speak through promptings, and he'll speak through pain. But at the end of the day, it all lines up with his word. This word is what his voice is going to sound like. If somebody comes up to you and says, hey, I feel I've got a word from God for you, and it goes against this word, they're out of line. If you have a dream and you're like, I feel I need to do this and it goes against this word, your dream is wrong and this word is right. That's what it is at the end of the day. But the fact is our God, he wants to communicate with you and he wants to have relationship with you. He wants to speak into your life. He wants to give you direction. He wants to give you hope. He wants you to know that he is for you and that anything that comes against you, he will stand against all of it has to line up with the word of God. It can sometimes be difficult, though, right, to hear the voice of God. I mean, we live in a wild, wild west of a world. I got to talk to one of my customers today, and she was under the weather. It wasn't COVID-related, but she, she was very sick. And uh, she said, this year just needs to end already. And I said, I hear you, Miss Miller. This is just, I get you. I'm with you. But the truth is, God still wants to speak in the midst of your situation. Isaiah, why don't we read this scripture? You got that scripture, Jason? Isaiah 19. I think this is a kind of a, we've, we've read this before, but I gave you the wrong scripture, pal. I'm so sorry. Then he said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains. And broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. So it was when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. Suddenly a voice came to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? So here it is, there's an earthquake, there's a windstorm, there's all these things going on, and Elijah's kind of listening for the voice of God in the midst of all of it. And it isn't until he kind of gets away, spends some time in a quiet place, that he hears that still, small voice of God. Rick Warren said it this way, we often miss God's voice because we aren't paying attention, because we're distracted. 
because other things are going on in our life. And so God is trying to get our attention. God is trying to give you direction. God is trying to help you through your relationships, trying to help you through your situations. And yet we're so distracted by life and by our cell phones and by everything else ringing in our world that we miss the voice of God. A.W. Tozer also spoke on hearing the voice of God, and he said, the problem with some people's prayer life is they do all the talking, and when do we give God time to speak? I mean, I've been, I have definitely done that in my prayer time. God, I pray you move on this situation. Please supply my need over here. Help things go better over there. I pray healing. I pray that you move. Bless, blah, blah, blah. All right, God, amen. And I walk out of my time of prayer, never allowing God to have his time to speak to me. But the truth is God wants to speak into your life. He cares about your decisions. He cares about your relationships. He cares about what goes on in your home. He cares about where you work. He cares about, he cares about your life. Talks about the sparrows. The Bible talks about the sparrows and our God. He recognizes the sparrows of the air and how much more does he care about you and I? He clothes the lilies of the field. He, he takes care of the flowers. How much more is he going to take care of you and I? So if he cares enough to do all that for all them, then he also wants to speak into our lives. But the fact is, if we can hear the voice of God and if we can spend time in the word and, and read the word of God and know what it is that he's directing us to do, here's the next part of all that. Are we listening to the voice of God? Are we obeying the voice of God? You know, hearing the voice of God is one thing. Hearing the voice of your parent, hearing the voice of your spouse, that's one thing. But to actually like take it into consideration and say, okay, I'm going to do what they said, that can be a whole nother thing, right? My three-year-old is having a tough time with this right now. It's difficult. Lyra Jane, come over here. And what does she do? It's the opposite direction. It's like, what? what's going on? Did you not hear the words? Well, she heard them, but she didn't obey them. I want to jump into a story in John chapter 5, verse 2 through 11. It tells a story of a man by the pool of Bethesda. It says, now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him laying there, lying there, and knew that he had already been in that condition a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be made well? And the sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I am coming, another man steps down before me, and Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. And that day 
was the Sabbath. The Jews therefore said to him who was cured, it is the Sabbath. It is not lawful for you to carry your bed. And his response is so cool. He answered them, he who made me well said to me, take up your bed and walk. He's saying, all I know is he said one thing and I wanted to obey that word. And so because I obeyed that word, you don't understand. I haven't walked for almost 40 years, but right now I'm walking. There's a miracle that's taken place. I don't understand why or how. All I know is I am willing to obey and watch what happens in the meanwhile. Jesus heals him by speaking words into his life. But he still had the opportunity after this healing to continue to lie there. He had that opportunity, but instead he obeys and receives a healing for his body. They ask him, what are you doing carrying your bed on the Sabbath? This is against tradition. And his response, so simple, but so profound. I don't know what it is that is happening, but Jesus said something. He told me to pick up my bed and walk. You better believe that that is what I'm going to do. Every other voice in your life might help in some way or another, but there is no voice like the voice of God. It is the only voice that will truly bring peace, direction, and hope. And it is the obedience to that voice that you will find fulfillment and true purpose for your life. If there was ever one voice that you should be listening to in this time in your life, that one voice that you should be striving to hear, pushing to hear, spending time to hear, putting other things aside to hear, it should be the voice of your creator, Jesus Christ. But in the same way that man was healed that day, when obeying the voice of God, let me tell you, you too can receive healing. Whether it's a healing from an insecurity, whether it is a physical, emotional, or a mental healing. Our God is able to minister, touch, heal, deliver. Our God still does these miracles. This wasn't just something I love. It. Jesus looked and, and told the disciples, greater things than these shall ye do. You're, you're going to see miracles. You're going to see signs and wonders. You're going to be seeing things that you never thought you would ever see. And here we are in 2020. Can I tell you, God still heals. He's still a healer. He can heal cancer. He can heal diabetes. He can heal COVID-19. Our God is a healer. There's situations that we walk through and we're like, well, maybe this one's not the one God's going to come through. Can I tell you, God still comes through. He supplies needs. He can still come through. Hey, I, I, I know it sounds wild. I know miracles sound out there and outrageous, but our God still works through miracles in the 21st century. Our God is not some pie in the sky made up fairy tale. He is true. He is real. This word of God, it's true. And if his word says it can happen, his word will happen. I love it. This man, he had the option and he chooses to be healed and continues to walk in that healing. I think that's so cool. that They wanted to kind of put him down. And I, I mean, I've never, I've never spent a day of my life where I didn't at least spend a couple moments on my feet. So I can't imagine going for 40 years. Yeah. And then <laughs> minutes later being told, all right, all right, slow down. What are you doing standing up? 
get back down. But it brought confusion into all their lives. Listening to the voice of God, for him, it brought confusion into the multitude's life. You got to understand other people might question why you do what you do. Why do you go to church as often as you go to church? Why do you spend so much time reading your Bible or in prayer? Why do you live a different lifestyle? Why do you not watch that show? Why do you not listen to that music? Why do you do what you do? But the truth is, if you're listening to the voice of God, this world is going to be a little confused by you, a little confounded by what you're doing. It doesn't make sense what you're doing. And yet your obedience is what is going to be what causes an outbreak of God's goodness and grace in your world. Your obedience. It's your obedience. But not only is your healing and your peace and your joy and your salvation found in your obedience to God's word. Truth is, it can bring a lot of blessing into some other people's lives as well. In Matthew chapter 11, we read the story of Jesus feeding the 5,000. And he, he looks at the disciples and he says, hey guys, these people are hungry and we're, we have to send them home. But they're going to faint and pass out if we don't give them some food. And Peter responds and says, well, all I've got is a couple of loaves and a couple of fish. And he says, okay, give it to me. And in Peter's obedience, a miracle ends up taking place. No money to be found. There was no more food to be found. They had, no, they, they had nowhere else to turn. This was all they had. They had a little bit, and in their obedience, Jesus starts to do something miraculous. He gives these men directions what they're to do, and and guess what they do? They obey. They don't start to question Jesus when he says, okay, start passing this out. Men, start doing what I'm telling you to do. He, they don't question. They just start to feed. And I'm, I, I'm sure there was some, they were perplexed at some point. They go and take that little bit of the loaf that Jesus hands them and walks it over to Jared and then comes back to Jesus and Gets a little bit and hands it over to Aaron and then comes back and they're like, man, this, this loaf is about to run out. Like, we've still got another 4,998 men to go. Like, what are we doing here? And it never stops. Their obedience causes this miracle when they obey and put what they have in the hands of God. Their obedience allows a blessing to happen in others' life. The Bible, Bible tells us not only did everyone in that crowd eat that day, not only did every person in that crowd eat until they were full, the Bible tells us that there were baskets left yeah. over. Yeah. God met the need, and guess what? He went overboard after that. Why? Because some people obeyed. Because the disciples obeyed that day, the people around them were blessed. Can I tell you, you may feel like you do not have a whole lot to offer or a whole lot to give, but the people around you will be blessed because of your obedience to God. 
If you can find yourself obeying the word of God, even in the difficult times, God will use that to bless people around you. You may feel like, well, I've only got a couple of fish. I've only got a, a, all I can do is cook a meal. All I can do, and if you feel the voice of God telling you to do that, you obey that word and watch as others are blessed because of your obedience. If you want to be a blessing to your friends' lives, you want to be a blessing in your family's life, you need to be living in obedience to the word of God. Because of the disciples' obedience, others were edified and saw the goodness of our God. I think it's so cool. Well, how does this translate? Like, those are some cool stories. Those are great. Like, whatever. But so many times we find ourselves in in situations that are not quite like either of these stories. There's not some man that's laying by some pool that gets struck. Like, that doesn't happen. But there are times when you feel a gentle tug or a pull. Hey, I need, I need, to, I need to call that person and just and let them know that they're, they're appreciated. Well, I don't know if I should do that. That's weird and out of the blue. Like, can I tell you? The devil didn't tell you to call and lift somebody up. The God, our God was the one kind of dropping that in your spirit saying, hey, call them, appreciate them, let them know that they're loved. Maybe you're feeling to, to go over to somebody's house, drop off a meal, do something nice or something. Can I tell you, the devil doesn't want you to do that. So don't, don't question, well, was it of God? Was it not of God? No, no, no. That's of God. That's how that translates. That's still small voice kind of just prodding you. Maybe you've read a scripture today and, and, and you thought, man, I should share that with my wife. I should share that with my husband. I should share that with my kids. And then you're like, well, that could be a little weird. Hey, push through the weird. It's okay. Maybe, maybe you're feeling, hey, I need to pray with my spouse before we go to bed. Hey, you know what you should do? Pray with your spouse. It might feel weird. It might be awkward. It might be a little strange. Do it anyways. That's obedience to the word of God. We find ourselves in a time where obeying the word of God is strange and weird and not always socially acceptable, and, and that's okay. The word of God still is to be obeyed. I think James 1, 23 and 24, can, we can find ourselves in this place at times. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself and then goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. I have this tendency to wash my face and to miss the corners of my eyes, which for most people is not a big deal. But I work around dust all day long. And so I always get this little piece of dust in my eyes. And you would think by now I would say, okay, Brennan, like, don't forget the dust in your eyes. But it's not until my wife says, hey, you've still got dust in your eyes, that I actually pick out that dust in my eyes. And what the word of God is saying, if you're going to be a hearer of the word and look in the mirror and see that you have some situations you need to wash your face, clean up your face, but you're going to walk away and not do anything about it, then you're, 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 you're hopeless. 
You got to look at the look at your face, see what it is. Don't forget what's going on and, and deal with it. Don't be a hearer only of the word, but also be a doer. Watch what obedience can do in your life. I believe in 2020 that there are people still looking to obey the word of God, still yearning and desiring what's best from God, still wanting to stand for truth, stand against injustice, stand for righteousness in the midst of all that's going on and say, God, I want to show your love even to those that might despise me, even to those that don't get me, that don't understand me, that I confound, that I confuse, that are perplexed by looking at me. I want to stand Anyways, let's all stand. I think it's so cool. In Ephesians, Paul talks about standing in the evil day. After doing all you've done to stand, stand. And it can be hard at times. It can be hard to obey the word of God. It's, it's a strange, and, and I know God, you know, love those that persecute you. Pray for those that do evil against you. Like, are these really God? Like, I'd rather watch them, like, stub their toe and then hit their knee on the coffee table. Like, let's be honest. But you're asking me to pray for them. Well, okay, God, I'm going to obey your word. Love one another. Okay, God, I'm going to love my brother. I'm going to love my sister. I'm going to show the goodness and love of God to those around me. I'm going to step out. I'm going to pray for others when... It's uncomfortable to pray for others. I'm going to give when it's uncomfortable to give. I'm going to go when it's uncomfortable to go. I'm going to stand when it's uncomfortable to stand. Why? Because I'm going to be in obedience to your word. I'm excited because I believe, y'all, these last couple of months of 2020 are going to be so epic for the church. I believe that the church is going to continue to shine brighter than ever before. As we continue to show the love of God around this world, as we continue to show the love of God in Prairieville and in Baton Rouge, I believe that the church is going to shine brighter than ever before. But it's going to be because, be because some people decided, I'm going to obey, obey the word of God. Even if others are telling me, hey, get back down on that stretcher. Lie back down. You're not supposed to be standing up. But that man, he looked at them and said, look, it, I, I don't get it all. I don't quite understand what's going on. All I know is Jesus said to do it, so I'm doing it. And so tonight as we close this service, as they begin to play, I wish that you would just pray for some resolve. I pray that you would ask for some direction. God, where is it? What is it that you're wanting from me? And as your servant prays tonight, God, understand that I want to obey what your word says. If you're going to tell me to go and love my neighbor, I'm going to go and love my neighbor. If you're going to tell me to sacrifice, I'm going to sacrifice. If you're going to tell me to stand up against a tough situation, I'm going to stand up against a tough situation. Because God, your servant is listening in this moment, God, and I'm ready and willing to obey. That's it. That's it. Just step out right now in your prayer. Start to cry out to God. Let's just spend this moment in His presence. God, we're here to obey your voice. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you were blessed. 
For more information on our church, Pastor Donovan, or service times, please visit our website at golifepoint.com.